Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. They're not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. I just think at times it's boring football. That's all. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Monday. We've covered a lot of territory. We haven't touched on the national title game, which we will. Coming up with David Pollock from ESPN, former NFL star, now the college football analyst for ESPN. ESPN, seven hours of pregame coverage live from New Orleans today. And, of course, the game coming up. Tonight, So we'll talk to David. I'll give you my pick on the national title game as well. Best and worst of the weekend. A couple more phone calls in there. We'll check in with the 49ers defensive lineman DeForest Buckner. He'll join us coming up as well. Uh, congrats to Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson going into the Hall of Fame. McLevin, who else is on that list? Of that special group? Well, I just know because you keep talking about him, uh, Tony Baselli is on that list, right? I, I hope Tony Baselli and... Uh, Jimbo Covert get in. I, I always look out for the linemen because, to me, it's hard to quantify the greatness there. You can look at all pros. Uh, you can look at Pro Bowls. You know, how many sacks did you allow? Those kind of things. But, you know, we get caught up in glitzy numbers, and sometimes the linemen get the short end of this. Yes, McLevin. Here's a, some more names. Dick Vermeil is on there. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a coach, Dan Reeves, Mike Holmgren, Tom Flores, who's getting some momentum. Uh, Don Coriel. Uh, Players, Cliff Branch, Good. I believe, Harold Carmichael, Roger Craig, uh, Randy Gratishar, Cliff Harris, uh, a lot of names, Alex Harris, yeah. Drew Pearson. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, but I thought a lot of these guys were sort of considered borderline Hall of Fame. Yeah, Does but, this class kind of have a different agenda, a different yeah. criteria? Yes. Well, they, that's, they sort of went out of their way because the 100th anniversary of the league and they're bringing in more people. I don't know how many total get into the Hall of Fame, but it's like they have a separate category here. Yes, McLeod. What do you think of Roger Craig? To I me, growing up, he was awesome. He was. He was one of those dual threats. I just don't know if he had a sustained career long enough for the Hall of Fame. I thought what he did out of the backfield, 
He could run. You know, I remember when he was at Nebraska. He was just he was a great player. I just he, he wasn't great enough to be a Hall of Famer having a shorter career. Like Terrell Davis and Gail Sayers, yes, you put them in. They were really, really good. They were great in a short amount of time. Uh, but, you know, I, I hate this time of the year because then you end up disparaging somebody while you're trying to promote somebody else and leaving somebody out. Um, it's difficult. Seaton didn't like the fact that Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson had that special moment sort of taken away from them because it was live. And I didn't think of it, but I, I did feel uncomfortable for Bill Cower. When it first happened, I think he even said to David Baker of the Hall of Fame, you know, I hope you're not doing this to me now. And it's because it was live, and he was uncomfortable. He, it looked like he was – I mean, it's a nice awkward to have that you're a Hall of Famer, but it felt like he was uncomfortable there. Uh, a couple of phone calls in. Bo in Wisconsin. Been holding for a while. Hi, Bo. Best and worst of the weekend. Hey, Dan. Good morning. Good morning. My best game last night uh, with both of the newly acquired Smith brothers making huge plays for the Packers. Uh, worst really stood out to me watching the Chiefs come back. Uh, the juxtaposition between uh, Mahomes and Lamar's body language on the sideline when they were both facing adversity. All right. Well, thank you, Bo. I thought Mahomes was spectacular from the standpoint of his demeanor. Because it never looked like, he, even when they're down 24 to nothing, I, I just didn't think that he looked at this as insurmountable. Uh, Jeff in Detroit joining us on the program. Hi, Jeff. Hey, what's going on, Dan? Uh, best and worst of the weekend. The best is going to be all four games. I did not feel like I got cheated. The four best teams won. The four best teams are in championship Sunday, and it's going to make for a hell of a Sunday. The worst is going to be me switching my allegiance to the Seahawks. And once again, <laughs> Dan Aaron Rodgers and his band of Mary Packers finds me and ends my playoff hope. I mean, how can you switch teams and the guy still finds you and crushes your dream? Will you let you me know, know will you let me know when you jump on somebody's bandwagon? Yeah, I know you love the Lions, but if you if you go in that direction, maybe I could pass on that information to some people in this business know, who right? pick games. I swear. Oh, yeah. Uh, for uh, the Oscar, I'm going to go with Jonathan Price, too, folks. Really good movie, man. Really good movie. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Dave in Minnesota. Then we'll get, get to David Pollack from ESPN. We'll preview the national title game. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Dan. Dan Etz. Uh, worst of the weekend is Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator's play calling for the Minnesota Vikings. Two best of the weekend, Kevin Stefanski leaving the Minnesota Vikings to go to the Cleveland Browns. Good luck with that. But the real best is uh, my NDSU Bison uh, winning their eighth national championship in nine years uh, against only eight losses. My question for you is, would you be talking about NDSU if they hadn't won, if they were a 7-5 FBS school? Uh, we were talking about that. There's something relevant about being a champion, no matter what division. But uh, you're right, Dave. If you put them in the Big Ten and you took Rutgers out of there, if you relegated Rutgers and put in North Dakota State, now we're sort of kidding. Although we, we talked to an odds maker, and I said just hypothetically, North Dakota State plays Rutgers neutral field, and the odds maker said North Dakota State would be favored by 21. Yeah, Paul. Dan, there are three <laughs> or four Rutgers fans that are very upset with us today. It's all right. I know. Maybe five. You know the best way to shut me up? Do what the Titans did. Win, yes, Eden. 
there were a few years back when they were trying to get into the Big Ten. Uh, Rutgers was expanding. The, Rutgers keeps expanding their football stadium. <laughs> and you're like, why? <laughs> why? What do you need 70,000 seats for or whatever it yes. is? For that day when we start yeah. taking names. No offense. Doesn't it feel like that the more you expand, the more you realize that nobody is really caring about Rutgers football? It's like, uh, make it smaller. Make it like a five a five thousand seat amphitheater. Yeah. You want to hear the word intimate. <laughs> we have an intimate setting for our football team. A five thousand seat stadium. Only with the most diehard of fans like you. Yes, Paul. Greg Schiano in 06 did get Rutgers to eleven and two. Yeah, no. Which is like he should be in the in the college football hall of fame for that season alone. Well, that's why when they were going to bring him back and then they started to waver on how much, I said, no, this guy wants the job. Pay him whatever he wants. David Pollock, ESPN College Football Analyst, ESPN, seven hours of pregame coverage live from New Orleans today, college game day at three, championship drive at six. Nick Saban will be a guest analyst on championship drive as we welcome in David Pollock. Hi, David. What's up, guys? I did not foresee any Rutgers talk on Championship Monday. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> Wait, you didn't prep for this? No, I, I didn't. And, and by the way, remember, Rutgers was in the Big East then. So if you're expecting any kind of, you know, <laughs> miracle now with Rutgers being in the Big Ten and Shiano in a, a great return, I think you better temper those expectations of that big old stadium. Okay, but has North Dakota State become too good? Yeah, I, I, oh, I tell you what, man, when you watch that game the other day, and I'm, I'm a football junkie, I got problems, JMU was a better team, but North Dakota State had Trey Lance. Like, they had the Walter Payton Award, the Heisman Trophy winner for that division, and you could just tell he was a different third and 23 taking off and scrambling and for a fake field goal for a touchdown. Like, they, I don't, I don't even think that was the time where they were the most dominant team, but they still found a way to win in a rebuilding year for them. So just with that kid at quarterback, by the way, for the next, uh, two or three or four years, however many years he's going to be there, they're going to continue to win championships because he was clearly better than everybody else on the field, and it wasn't close. That's all I wanted to talk to you about, David. I didn't really care about the national title game. Just wanted to talk to you. <laughs> all right, guys. See you later. Um, do you think if Trevor Lawrence wins tonight, dot, dot, dot? Um, he's going to start putting himself in the conversation for the greatest of all time. You know I mean? You're talking about two seasons back-to-back. You know, the Clemson Tigers have been 30, you know. Now, he didn't start four games, I think, the year before that, or three games his freshman year. But, man, he's going to start putting himself in that conversation. By the way, they're going to be back again, you know, next year in the playoffs. The the ACC is, you know, it is what it is. It's the worst conference in in college football aside from Clemson. There is no other remote challenger that can even – I mean – Clemson is going to be a 20-point favorite in almost every single game. So it's definitely, you know, not a league that's going to challenge him, but it's definitely in big-time moments against Ohio State. He stepped up and ran the football and made plays and had a huge comeback. And then if he, he beats Joe Burrow, who, by the way, is having the best, you know, season probably of any quarterback you can ever think of and one of the most miraculous turnarounds in their city, it would definitely go a long way to starting that conversation for one more year of Trevor Lawrence and being the greatest of all time. This game tonight will come down to what? How about a field goal kicker? That would be great. Whoa. All this NFL talent, all these playmakers, <laughs> the number one pick in the draft next year, the number one pick in the draft this year, and a, a daggum kicker will be the difference. And it will be 41-38 type of game. I, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be – it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of scoring. 
Um, I think a lot of people have pointed to Ohio State's defense shutting down Clemson or slowing them down, and LSU has the potential to do the same. I don't think LSU has the same dude that Ohio State has in the trenches. And I think I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think both backs are going to really have great days with Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Travis Etienne. Both those guys are going to make plays. The quarterback's going to make plays. The wide receiver's going to make plays. I guess one thing you could point to, too, is who's going to make a mistake? And we haven't seen Joe Burrow make you know, maybe this season, and we haven't seen um, Trevor Lawrence make one in a hot minute. I mean, he, he did early in the year and didn't look like – he went through his struggles early in the year, but the last, you know, eight games, mistakes have not been, not been very many. Yeah, I'm kind of mixed on this. I, that LSU, their skill position, those wide receivers, and even their corners are, are some of the most incredible athletes I've seen on a football field in a long, long time. And then I come back to Dabo Sweeney. You know, he's been playing this underdog role. I like Clemson tonight. I don't know why, but I just, I've gotten that feeling that I, I like Clemson to come up with a big moment here. Um, help me with that. Why do I like Clemson? Well, well I mean, they, they've proven it time and time again, haven't they? I mean, they've won two out of the last three. They're, now, listen, the underdog role is driving me nuts. I'm not going to lie. Like, you've won 29 games, bro. You ain't underdogs no more. Like, I, I just. The chip on the shoulder, you know, nobody respects us card. Um, no, nobody respects your league. Like, everybody respects Clemson. Nobody respects who you play week in and week out. But Dabo's a – he's an amazing coach. And, by the way, has a chance to cement himself tonight. I mean, is the greatest coach in, in college football and easily take that throne away from, from Nick Saban, right? I mean – Hasn't he taken that years. away? Well, I'm just saying, if he wins tonight, that's three out of the last four national championships. You can't tell me Saban's the best coach in college football if, he hasn't, if he's won one out of the last four. I mean, so I think Dabo's definitely going. And, and I just, I think you have to appreciate, and this is probably what you look at, Dan. You probably appreciate just the way they do it, too. Because Dabo, I didn't think anybody else, I didn't think you could win a national championship unless you were very in-your-face like Urban Meyer and Nick Saban and these guys. I thought you had to be that type of coach. I didn't think you could really do it with fun, you know. And then Dabo's proven us all wrong, and he does it with relationships, and he loves his guys, and um, they kick it, and they have fun, and they dance, and they make it um, a celebration, and they make it a lot of fun. They've done a great job with that, and he's continued to – and I think he likes the brand of Clemson. It's just fun to watch, and it's fun to – it's easy to cheer for. They're just – it seems like they go about their business and not a lot of showboating, not a lot of glitz and glamour. They just go out and win and, and go off the field and give uh, give glory and then come, and then keep going. Who are you picking? You can't ask me that question. Um, no, I think – well, it's easy, Dan. I'm going with the Tigers. But uh, uh, I think, that, I'm not, I think uh, it just feels – to me it feels like a magical year for LSU. And, and I, haven't, I haven't studied a quarterback – that that oh an offense I haven't studied an offense in my time at ESPN that I didn't have an answer like I, I I'm always full of answers and I'm full of opinions and I'm loud and obnoxious that's why I'm on TV but you know I just I haven't seen the solution Auburn did a good job several times with Joe Burrow and then once he figured it out it was like yeah peace out bro so <laughs> you know Venables with with uh, with all this time to prepare and can he can he be the one to put together a plan I just I haven't seen it yet. And Clemson, if I'm going to pick on, you know, deficiencies with them, but, you know, no, not having a Hunter Renfro over the middle of the field, you know, a guy that can attack the middle of the field really, really well. It's going to be on Lawrence running the football. It's going to be on ETN catching the ball in the backfield. Both those guys are more than capable. But I think Joe Burrow has more 
more weapons, a bigger arsenal. And I think Clyde Edwards, the layer, um, has a big day. And I think LSU has a big day. But I think, I'm telling you, I think it's 41 38 type game. Are you going to ask Saban why he didn't recruit you? No, I understand why. Come on now. <laughs> Wait, you were a first round draft pick. Yeah, no, I, I'm not going to ask him that. We'll ask him plenty of questions. And I, it'll be interesting to watch Nick, by the way, talk about LSU and talk <laughs> no. about Clemson. I mean, it, I just. I'm ready. I'm, I'm literally going to be beside him, and I'm going to be like, hey, Nick, so what did you do to try to stop Trevor? I, I know. Or what did you do to try? Because it didn't work last year in the championship game. But, but what did you do to try to stop Joe Burke? Like, what, what do y'all try to do? I think it's, it's going to be fun. Hey, it should be fun, and uh, your day is, uh, is starting soon there. We appreciate your time, David. Uh, all the best tonight. No problem, Dan. Have a good one, Bob. That's David Pollock. I got seven hours of pregame coverage uh, from New Orleans. College game day at 3, championship drive at 6, and then uh, the title game coming up later on tonight. Yeah, you can say, hey, Coach Saban, you uh, couldn't stop Clemson or LSU. So uh, what, what would you suggest you do against these two teams? Yeah, Paul. Pollock may have the highest motor of any analyst He's in, up there. in sports. He's up Is there. anyone got a higher motor Romo, than him? Romo's got a high motor. Pollock, I think, has a little bit more energy minute to minute. He looks like he always feels like he's going to crack somebody. In well, Vital has a lot of energy, but what people don't understand is when Dick is not on the microphone, he's quiet. When he gets on the microphone, that's what he's thinking. But if you're around him, you—it's weird to be around Dick Vital and not hear him have that voice, where it's very low key, very subdued. But hey, when the red light comes on, so does Dickie B. You can watch the national title game in 4K tonight. Direct TV 4K. It's channel 105, uh, the leader in 4K live sports. And you get uh, four times the resolution of HD. You'll love it. And it's a whole different ball game when you're watching it in 4K. All right, uh, coming up, he is uh, DeForest Buckner, the Niners defensive lineman. He'll join us coming up. Uh, more phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Did you update the poll results, McLovin? Okay, who is the most dangerous player left in the playoffs non-quarterback? Care to guess who people voted for? Kelsey, Kittle, Henry, or Devontae Adams? Oh, it's Henry. That's Henry. <laughs> by a mile. Yeah. He's not dangerous if they're down by two touchdowns to the Chiefs who move like lightning on offense. But they haven't been down two touchdowns. How about yeah, but they haven't seen Patrick Mahomes. Uh, you're right. I've just tried to make an argument that it was a better poll. Do you realize totally Paul, lopsided. Paul sent me a poll question. Before the show started, and I went, this couldn't come from Paulie. <laughs> Is it dark? Yeah. Last time Paulie cried, the death of Neil Peart, the drummer for Rush, last show of David Letterman, when his children were born, the day he got married, the day Walter Payton died, the day his dad died on Halloween, or none of the above. <laughs> dark and unplayable. Wow. I'll tell you, Neil hit me pretty hard the other night. I, I woke up from a nap. I saw it, and I was a really big – I am a really big Rush fan, and it was shocking because uh, I did not know he was ill, but did not cry. Yeah. But I was uh, – a. Did you uh, cry in any of those? Did you cry when your dad died? No. I was uh, 11 years old. I don't know why. Not did sure why. Did you cry when Walter Payton died? Yeah. Did you cry when your daughters were born? Nope. Did you cry when you got married? Nope. <laughs> but I, I was more excited. I, those are happy occasions, and I didn't, I didn't see the crying part of it. I understood the emotion and gravity. Oh man, when my kids were born, I'm like, it, it's it's one of those where you can't tell somebody how they're going to react or how to prepare for it or whatever, and then all of a sudden it happens, and you're like, 
That's a damn miracle right there. Well, my dad died I was 11. I don't know why, but I think I, you know, probably messed up a kid, so I just kind of sat there like a zombie. But he ruined your Halloween. Yeah. You didn't get to go trick-or-treating that night. That, that hurt. That, <laughs> bad timing. Hey, you cried about that? Didn't get to go trick-or-treating. Walter Payton hit me pretty hard, though. That one, for some reason. I was at work at CBS on the news desk. And when the news came through. Yeah. Well, you at least had an idea. You knew he was sick. Like, he had been going through an awful lot. I was in a lot lost of, a lot of weight. I think a lot of Bear fans were in complete denial yeah. that this guy could pass away at 45. Yes, McLovin. You don't really have to be a deep psychologist to figure out that that is displaced emotion. Right I, I'm, I, I'm completely aware that Walter Payton, my dad's favorite athlete, dying and me crying when he dies is obviously a combo platter of emotion. Okay. Even in the moment, I knew it. Okay. Yes, yes, sir, Dr. Phil. I say, if we could put up a poll, who needs therapy out of the four of us? Paulie's not crying admission right there puts him at the top of the chart. Fair point. Now, by the way, I didn't cry when my kids were born. I was so like, I was in, what the heck is going on? But you, weren't you baffled and nervous and scared? and? Oh, yeah, all those things. But, you know, we didn't know what we were having. And then when my son was born, and then the doctor said, this is the longest baby I've ever delivered. I didn't know what we had. Like, I'm I'm behind home plate. And I, I go, what, what is it? And he goes, it's a boy. And I went, oh, like it wasn't one of those, congratulations, you have a, it was, this is the longest baby I've ever delivered. Like, okay, wait, that's not the way it happens in the movies. All right, we'll take a break. We'll check in with the 49ers. And we'll see if we can find a therapist for Paul. Have you been to therapy? No. I have. Not opposed, I just haven't gone. McLevin, have you gone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got him on speed dial right now. Todd? To where? Therapy. I, have, I went to therapy briefly. Seaton? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 inter- it's fascinating. I encourage people to do it, but it's not easy. You know, that, that first time when you go and you're like, I don't, I'm, I'm going to trust this person. A lot, gonna- a lot of times it seems like they're quick to put you on some kind of meds on top of whatever they're telling you. You know, or, or letting you share with them on the couch. Well, I don't know if that's... My that's opinion. mostly why I went to my therapist and never <laughs> offered it up. I was like, this is garbage. Wait, don't I get anything? Like yeah. a to-go I thought I was package? supposed to leave with like a script here or something. Like, no? All right. Well, see you next week. Yeah. It's like when I went to a doctor and he goes, uh, you know, you, uh, uh, you can get medicinal marijuana. And I go, really? He goes, yeah, on three different fronts. And I go, oh, wow, look at me. Like, I was so proud of my condition. Hey, you qualify on three different, uh, with three different conditions. Yes! All in favor, come on with me. Road trip. Take a break here. More phone calls coming up. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Credible is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. What are some of the benefits of refinancing to a lower rate, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. You can save on interest or lower your monthly payment, sometimes both. You can also consolidate all your student loan bills in one place with a lower term, get debt-free faster. Now, here's why you should see these incredible things that they do. You see actual pre-qualified rates, whereas with some online marketplace, you'll get ranges of rates or ballpark estimates. It only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. You just fill in some basic info like name and address. Most importantly, checking rates don't impact your credit. They're so compensated the best rates, they'll give you $200 if you close the loan with a better rate elsewhere. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Visit Credible.com slash Dan. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash D-A-N. And when you close a loan via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. 
fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance now and start saving. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331.20. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Make sure you check out the DP Show store. We've sent out almost 2,500 calendars, and we still have a few left if you would like to get one. Now 30% off at danpatrick.com or uh, Dan Patrick app. When can we make that big announcement on our uh, new T-shirts there, Seton, or have we already done that? Yeah, I feel like we already did. Okay. So we have a new T-shirt for you Packer fans. If you were watching the game last night, Aaron Rodgers yells out, Yellow weasel. Yellow weasel. And so we thought we'd come up with our Green Bay Packer Yellow Weasel t-shirt. I don't know what that means, though, Yellow Weasel. But we figured we'd make a t-shirt. It's already made, and it's available on the DP Show website, Yellow Weasel. And then Seton and I went back and forth over the weekend. We were creating a DK Metcalf t-shirt, the Seahawks rookie wide receiver. He was on the show last week. And he gave us that quote. I said, why did you fall to the second round? He goes, I guess, too good to be true. So we put that quote on the T-shirt in Seahawks colors. And then we have abs on the T-shirt. And then we have his jersey number on there. But it's on on sale. Yeah, it's on sale now because I said, as soon as we designed it, Seat and I were going back and forth on what we wanted to put on the T-shirt. And then I said, it would help if the Seahawks beat Green Bay if we were going to have T-shirt sales, but then we wouldn't have the uh, the Weasel T-shirt as as well. So, you know, we lost with one with DK Metcalf, and uh, we have our Aaron Rodgers T-shirt there. Yes. Next year it's going to be a big winner, though. Yes, DK it is. Metcalf. Yes, it is. Preseason, we're yeah. going to push that one hard. Yes, yes, McLovin. There's a guy on Twitter named Paul Alexander, who's a former coach, who said Yellow Weasel means this: it's a weak side lead zone weasel to the left, which is yellow in Green Bay's audible system. Weak side left zone yellow. So it's a real call. That's where Weasel, I don't know if that's true, but that, that actually makes but if sense. That's, if that's the case, then shouldn't Seattle know what yellow Weasel is? Yeah, I don't know why this guy on Twitter, who's got a lot of followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but is he a defensive coordinator? Weak side lead zone, W-E-A-L-Z, Weasel. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure how Yeah, it but works. if he can figure it out, then... Shouldn't Seattle be able to figure that out? <laughs> you would think. Oh, by the way, worst records in the NFL over the last three seasons. The Giants have 12 wins. Cleveland has 13. Cincinnati, 15. The Jets, 16. Arizona, 16. Oh, I was wondering if it was over the last five years. It's actually over the last three years that the New York Giants have the fewest wins in football. 
He is DeForest Buckner. He plays for the San Francisco 49ers, a native of Hawaii, of course, an Oregon Duck as well. How's the celebration there in San Francisco after that win? Huh, it's been really good. Thank you for having me on the show, Dan. Uh, how and I'm glad to have you on. Did you do you guys go out as a team or like the defense? Do you celebrate? Is that a big deal? Uh, you know, some guys, some a lot of guys on the team. You know, uh, they go out and celebrate, but you know, majority of the guys have family in town, and uh, you know, spend you know celebrate with their families and everything. So, um, I was one of those guys that had a lot of family in town. So, you know, I celebrated with uh, my family. How many tickets did you have to come up with? Uh, about, I want to say about 14. Okay, that's that's nothing about, what about next week? Yeah, uh, next week is going to probably be around 16. So, you're gonna, for, you got a lot of people. You're going to lose money the longer you go in the playoffs here. <laughs> and, and then if you get to the Super Bowl, and those are really expensive tickets there. Uh, exactly, yeah. But, but you know, I'm lucky a lot of my family members that pay me back because they know it's coming out of my pocket, so... Game plan versus Minnesota was what? Uh, defensively, just stop the run. Uh, stop the run and make it a one-dimensional game, and, and that's what we did. Have you ever looked around during at, at, you know during a game and gone, oh, my God, like your defense yesterday was spectacular, but I don't know if sometimes in the moment or when you're watching film where you step back as a fan or as an analyst just to kind of marvel at what you're seeing. Oh, yeah, watching film, you know, in the moment, you know, we're just – we're hyped up for each other, playing for each other, and, uh, you know, we're not thinking about numbers. It's just, you know, we're, when we get out there, we want to get the ball back to the offense as fast as possible, which is whether it's three and outs or, you know, getting the ball back. And um, we did a really good job with that, you know, this past Saturday. And, uh, you know, we're just watching the film. You definitely get hyped off of it. Niners defense had five sacks against the Packers when you played them in November. You had a half sack and held Aaron Rodgers to 104 yards passing. What do you expect mm-hmm. this time around that'll be different from Rodgers and the game plan? Yeah, um, I think uh, you know they'll try to establish the run game a little more. Um, obviously, they've been running the ball well um, these recent weeks. Um, you know, Aaron has found a really good connection with uh, you know uh, Devontae Adams, and um, you know he saw his comment how he said uh, it kind of reminded him of his connection with Jordy back in the day. So. Um, you know, they're playing really well. Um, you know, they got a solid defense. You know, they play hard on special teams. So, um, it's definitely going to be a different game. Um, you know, a different type, you know, a different Aaron, obviously, coming back to, to the Bay. You know, they, they got a chip on their shoulder, you know, coming back. And they, they want to, you know, obviously they want some redemption. So, it's going to be, you know, we're not we're not expecting the same team we saw earlier in the year. Do you say anything to your court, to opposing quarterbacks during the game? Do you talk at all? No, nah, I don't really talk, no. Nah. You leave that up to Richard Sherman? <laughs> yeah, I leave that to Sherm, Quan. You know, I let it. I, I let it all go for those guys. And when Bosa went down, it looked like he was really yeah. hurt. Yes. And then he pulled like he was WWE, where he got up like the Undertaker, <laughs> right? And he just got the wind knocked out yeah. of him. I, yeah, he just got the wind knocked out of him. I think. Uh, I think on that sack, Dean kind of fell all of him. Maybe I'm not sure, but I, we all were definitely concerned. And uh, <laughs> when he got back up, I. We got to the sideline, and I was like, Nick, that's a fine. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did you grow up rooting for since you grew up in uh, Hawaii? Uh, growing up in Hawaii, I was a, I was a Chargers fan. Really? Uh, and then uh, and I watched a lot of uh, Saints games. My dad was, was a big uh, was a big Saints fan, fan growing up. So those are the two teams I really watched. 
Now get ready for uh, – are you ready for that Rogers cadence? Green 19, oh, yeah, green 19, green 19. <laughs> yeah. Now you can't jump yeah, offside. Yeah. No, you can't. He has one of the best hard counts in the game. And when, when you go offside, you know, you're going you to take that shot down the field. All right, why don't you get down in uh, in your stance, and I'll play Rogers here. And I know it's radio, but this will be just good practice. So I'm in the, I'm in the gun here. All right, all right. Are you ready? Yellow yes, weasel, yellow weasel, grenadine. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you got me on that one. Oh, I did. Did the yellow weasel? You know that's that's his. Uh, he had that as an audible last night. I know. I heard that last night. Yeah. What does yellow weasel mean to you? Hey, um, you know, it, it depends. You know, you got to constantly hear it throughout the game, you know. And, uh, I mean, yesterday I looked like they checked to a run on that one. So, they're probably going to check it. Uh, you know, it's called the same call the same audible, but make a different play out of it for sure. Does, they, Jimmy, play it, but. does Jimmy Garoppolo use product on his hair prior to a game, yes or no? Uh, I don't believe so. Okay. You know, that's just that's just natural. It's all natural. Though. I think that's the wrong answer. I think I think Garoppolo pregame probably has a sponsorship <laughs> where he uses product on his hair. Maybe I'm not sure. I've never seen it. Is George Kittle the craziest guy and the goofiest guy on the team? Definitely. Like, what sure, would be sure, your favorite sure. story? Like, if you said somebody says, "Hey, uh, what's George Kittle like?" and you do you have a story that you would tell about George that shows how nah, goofy? He's just- He's just an overall joker, man. Uh, you know, he just uh, there was um, a play. I forgot who was it. It was against. It might have been Atlanta, where he made a block and he pancaked the guy, and he was just laughing. You know, the entire time. I, we saw it on film. You could see his face was just laughing the entire time. So, you know, he he's just a he, he's just a joker, man. Well, a lot of you can have a sense of humor and laugh when you're playing as well as you guys are. But uh, that was a very, very impressive uh, performance against the Vikings. That's just that's just a, I likened it to the '85 Bears in the Super Bowl with the Patriots. I thought you guys had every answer possible uh, against that offense, and that offense had been playing pretty well. But the pressure you put on Kirk Cousins. That was really, really impressive, and that's why I wanted to have you on. So we appreciate your time, and good luck uh, this weekend, DeForest. Uh, thank you for having me again, Dan. That's uh, DeForest Buckner. He turns 26 in March. He uh, grew up on uh, Oahu, I believe. Yes, Paul. You're right about that, Rogers County. He's been doing that Green 19 stuff for yeah. about nine years, and he, he picks about three times in the game to drop it, and he, he usually gets it. Yeah. He's really good at that, though. Really good. Yes, McLeod. Know what I hate when a quarterback gets that play and then, like, checks down on a five-yard pass when he has a free play? <laughs> no, I mean, non-Aaron Rodgers quarterback. Is there anything worse? I got to throw a good team. Yeah, you got you to gotta throw at least trying to score a touchdown. Like, you can't just do something like that and then have a little three-yard out or hand it off to Jones. But is 1% of your brain say, wait, what if I misread this and that's not the call and I throw it in? Anyway. Well, if you, if you see the flag. Right, but it could be a flag for something else. Yeah, it could know. be. But it usually isn't. But he does give you that green 19. But then the yellow weasel, you're like, wait, what? What's that? Yellow weasel. <laughs> what? I like you tell Buckner to get in his stance. What if he's, like, in a meeting or something? Like, wait, what? I don't know, right outside of where they're going to have a meeting, he gets down in his stance. Green 19. Yellow weasel. You can pick up your yellow weasel T-shirt. Go to danpatrick.com. Uh, I've been talking about 
you want to run the football, you need to run the football this time of the year. The NFL averaged 41% running plays during the regular season. On divisional weekend, divisional weekend, the greatest weekend of the pro football season, the four winners ran 57% of the time, not just Tennessee. The Niners had a 69 to 31 run pass ratio. So running the ball and the importance of doing that. And San Francisco, while they don't have that marquee running back, they got three running backs. You got a really good offensive line. And like Jimmy Caroppolo is, I'm trying to think who is being asked to do less. If you look at the quarterbacks, is it Tannehill or is it Garoppolo? And it might be close because it feels like Garoppolo has more room for error. Ryan Tannehill, he can't fumble or get sacked or throw an interception. Yes, McLovin. I was going to ask, the dude hasn't thrown for 100 yards. I know. I mean, this That's old school. But he can't be a good uh, reflection on him that he can't get to 100 yards in two straight games. He doesn't need to. Don't, NFL don't in 2020. Turn the, I, exactly. You change your game plan. That's all. You change your game plan because it feels like everybody is built for the speed rush. You know, you got players who aren't as big. You got your run stoppers up front, but it feels like you got guys who aren't great tacklers and you got guys who are edge rushers. And at some point, you're going to have an offense that kind of goes against what that defense is, is, is their strengths are. Now, granted, San Francisco's defense. Whew. Yes, Todd. You almost have to stay out of the way, though. you got a guy averaging over six yards a carry and flirting with 200 yards a game in the playoffs on the road. That's, I don't know how you can expect anything other than just keep giving the ball and see how far you can get. Thank you, Todd. Well, Last call for phone calls and tell you what's in store tomorrow, all those good things. That's uh, coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. It's the greatest time of the year in sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, and NHL. What else can a sports fan ask for? All the action you want is every day at one place and one place only. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 for your 50% off welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on all this incredible action at BetOnline.ag. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com. Clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts, like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Last call for phone calls. Saw this story over the weekend. Julian Edelman, Patriots, was in Beverly Hills, and he got arrested. Apparently, jumped on the hood of a Mercedes. I don't know why he did. I don't think the person driving said Mercedes was pleased. And he got arrested, but he got released. Yeah, Paulie. So it happened at 9 p.m. That wild 9 p.m. on a Friday night hour, and uh, he had hopped up on a car, and then he and his friends kept walking. The bad news for Julian, according to TMZ, there was police in the area down the block working a robbery case. Someone flagged them down and said these guys were vandalizing cars, plural. And then they uh, arrested Edelman, and uh, he was cited for misdemeanor vandalism and released. He left with the bros. Okay. I'm, did they say why? What, what was the Mercedes doing that he jumped on the hood of the Mercedes and caused extensive damage? Yes, yeah, I think when you're 23, it's mildly amusing and sort of like, oh, yeah, come on, guy, get it together. When you're 33, (laughs) I don't know that it quite has the same range. And you need knee surgery. Yeah. Yes. If he's standing atop the hood of the car, that means high motor. Mm. Slot receiver. That's a reach. Not really. That's a reach. I'm I'm, I'm kind of into it. I I like it. High motor guy. (laughs) Whose motor is higher than mine, physically, literally higher. Okay. Literally standing on one. I like it. See, I have to do that just for just presentation, the optics. So Todd thinks that I also, when you have something that's a reach, that, yeah. right? You good, Todd? As a correction? Yeah. Seems reasonable. Yeah, that's thanks. weak. Thank you, Todd. Uh, let's see. This is from uh, Aaron Jones. He says, uh, best of the weekend, Patrick Mahomes. Everything Patrick Mahomes. Charisma, talent, competitor. Uh, worst, my Seahawks. They think that Trey Flowers can cover Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is one of those guys that whenever you watch the Packers, you go, gosh, he's good. Like you, you don't think of him, but you should. He, he seems to have those big plays. I don't know what his numbers are like for the year, but it does feel like if you need to make a big play, he makes a big play. Yes, Paul. I have a Packers stat they're going to like about Aaron Rodgers and his cadence. Most defensive offside penalties drawn by a quarterback in the NFL since 2010. Mm. This is a stat. Aaron Rodgers, by far, he has 69. No one else has more than in, in the 50s. Mm. Aaron Rodgers leads the league. Okay. Stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what stat of the day. Bing in Oregon joins us on the program. Hi, Bing. Hey, hi, guys. I got a worst and a best. Okay. Uh, yesterday... My neighbor got taken to assisted living. Uh, my best is his family came over and brought me their Traeger. <laughs> well, well, I guess good for you. I guess there's a silver lining there. <laughs> that, that's a little macabre, like dark. Yeah, it is. It's a little awkward when they ask me to cremate him. <laughs> 
Pass the dry rub. <laughs> what pellets do you recommend? A cherry or alder? <laughs> if you're cremating something. Bing, you still there? Cremate. <laughs> yeah, you don't need cremated yet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But you got They're the preparing. You got the Traeger, though. It's on the clock. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Bing. Um, <laughs> By the way, I have a new Meat Friday song for you. <laughs> What do I rhyme with assisted living? <laughs> Anywho. All righty. All righty. <laughs> At least I got the trigger out of the deal. <laughs> well, that's cool. It's the Timberline. <laughs> Is this Friday? Feels like it. Uh, John in Wisconsin, my best of the weekend is Green Bay Packers and for both categories. The best, Rodgers look like Rodgers. The worst, Packers winning by just five. When are they going to learn to keep their foot on the gas and stay aggressive? Uh, I don't know. As long as you win, that's good. Uh, you don't get style points here. You just need to win. And uh, seven-point underdog. Aaron Rodgers has been an underdog. Seven points or more, three times in his career he's lost all three, but uh, for entertainment purposes only. He did cover all three. And then uh, the Titans are seven-point underdogs against Kansas City. That one surprised me more. For some reason, I thought Tennessee might be like an eight, eight-and-a-half-point underdog, and Rodgers would be a five-and-a-half or six-point underdog, something like that. Uh Although the last time when Rodgers played San Francisco. Now, who has the advantage there? Because San Francisco, the last time they shut him down, as much as any team has shut down Aaron Rodgers. So now you know that he's going to do something different. The question is, what's he going to do? Or does San Francisco just say, we don't care what you're doing. Try to block us here. Come after us. Also, Richard Sherman was talking about how his doubters are always, you know, his critics are always doubting him. And, I mean, he's going to the Hall of Fame. That wasn't a great interception, by the way. And, you know, just this just in. Uh, the ball found Richard Sherman. Because if you look at Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen has no idea the ball is being thrown. So Richard Sherman didn't make some acrobatic move or unbelievable defensive play. It looked like if you were going to throw it and you said, who is he throwing it to? Kirk Cousins throwing to that guy or that guy, you would have said, oh, he's throwing to Richard Sherman. He wasn't throwing to Adam Thielen. Thielen didn't even see it. He's turning around. And, you know, I know that he, Richard Sherman loves to talk. And he's a great player. And going to the Hall of Fame. But if you're going to call out your critics, call out your critics for a better play than that. Uh, Paulie, what did you learn today? Uh, what do we learn? DeForest Buckner is... Uh... He saw The Undertaker get up the other day with both Seton O'Connor, what did you learn? Mike Leach didn't watch much football yesterday. And 50-50 is going to watch the national title game. McLovin? Mike Leach said scoring points is the best way to dominate <laughs> time and possession. Fritzy? If your friend's going into assisted living, you find out what kind of cash and prizes you might be able to get out of it. What kind of grill do you have? Hey, I'm really sorry that you're going in. Oh, you've got a Traeger. Oh. What we learned brought to you by LegalZoo. Get out there and make 2020 a great year. Use LegalZoom to help you out. Use the promo code PATRICK in the box at checkout for special savings. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. Reggie Miller back on the program. Talk to you tomorrow. 
Hey, what's happening, man? It's Tip T.I. Harris. Come check me out, man. Join me on my new podcast called Expeditionally. Exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, every week I'm going to be talking to people who move the culture forward, who are shaping and changing the world in their own way. You're going to hear some shit that will change your life and move the needle in your world. Expeditionally is exclusively available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Now, what I need you to do is download and subscribe to Expeditiously with a new episode dropping every Thursday. Do it expeditiously. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Bucks? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Offer ends 331 Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.